When it comes to Big Brother, always expect the unexpected. Good evening, everyone. I'm TJ Perry Moonves, and welcome to Big Brother Coaches Edition. What a wild day one, as Nebraska coach Scott Frost found himself in the crosshairs of his housemates and was quickly the first to be eliminated. Seems Scott's constant talk of quarterback Casey Thompson didn't sit well with Steve, who quickly gathered the numbers to take Scott out. Tonight, we find out who the next house guest eliminated will be. But first, an HOH battle that will leave viewers shocked. Live from the Palace on the Prairie, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show 2022 Top 25 Countdown, brought to you by criminal defense attorney Carter Jennings. Get the defense you deserve with Carter Jennings Law, 405-659-7221, or visit carterjenningslaw.com. Now, with today's team, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. I love the hashtag, but first. All right, very good. So, um, yeah, we've uh, we've had one team unveiled. Uh, got a lot of criticism for that one team that's been unveiled. So let's see if today goes better or not as we unveil team number 24 today. Let's remind you, though, first, TJ, of who number 25 was. <laughs> The Nebraska Cornhuskers came in at 25. Casey Thompson now at quarterback for them. They have turned over the offense. They've handed over the reins of the offense. Scott Frost going to step back and take a CEO role. Fascinating opener for them against Northwestern in Ireland in week zero. They get the Sooners on September 17th in Lincoln, which brings us to today. The number 24-ranked team in the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 College Football Countdown is... Kansas State Wildcats come in at number 24, Teach. Half of the OU Athletic Department used to be employed by K-State. They all just uh, started pumping their fist in the car. K-State at 24. What a fascinating team the Wildcats are this year. I tell you, Chris Kleiman can coach some football. And he has been very impressive in his first few years taking over from the man that uh, T.J. Perry could not stand, Bill Snyder, the left-handed Bill Snyder. (laughs) You better stop that. I love Bill Snyder. (laughs) Kleiman's been impressive. He's given the Sooners fits. And this is a very interesting team. There may not be a team in the Big 12 that has a better combination of offensive and defensive stars than Kansas State. When you take into account the little man, Deuce Vaughn at running back, and the big man on the defensive line, uh, 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 okay, uh, Felix Anudike Uzoma, who is an absolute stud. I'm not sure there's a team in the Big 12 that has a better one-two punch on offense and defense than than K-State. But 
quarterback is very much the question. Teddy loves the fit. Now, Adrian Martinez is out at Nebraska. We talked about that yesterday. This is where he landed, Kansas State. And Teddy thinks it's going to be a great fit. And I could see why. It might be the style of offense that Kansas State plays fits very nicely with the skill set of Adrian Martinez. He has, in his career, almost 8,500 yards passing, 45 passing touchdowns, 35 rushing touchdowns. Uh, He can hurt you with his legs, and you know how much Kansas State loves to run their quarterback. I can see why Teddy thinks it's going to be a great fit. And I'm not saying I don't, but Adrian Martinez has made a career of making big mistakes. Uh, So he's got a little Brock Purdy in him in that regard. He'll have a great game. And then at the worst possible moment, he'll drop the football or throw it to the wrong team. Or or sometimes it's bad luck like D.J. Graham's one-handed interception against him last year. But he has made a career of back-breaking turnovers. I don't know if he has shaken that, if he left it behind him in Lincoln, and if uh, Kansas State's fit is going to bring out the best in Adrian Martinez, or if he just is what he is. But offensively, you got Adrian Martinez now at quarterback. You've got the unbelievably entertaining. TJ, I'm hearing a commercial in the background of my headset. Real estate investment commercial. Very lightly in the background. Very lightly. Um... Yeah. Uh, The electric and highly entertaining Deuce Vaughn. You've got... Still there? Wide out... Yes. Malik Knowles and Phillip Brooks, who have not only made big plays in in the passing game, some, they haven't thrown the ball a ton, but more for those guys in the return game, which we'll talk about in a second. They did lose a significant amount of their offensive line. That's the big question mark. Well, other than Martinez on offense for them. They've got one of the best running backs in the country, a couple of really good wideouts. Uh, a, a quarterback now that fits their scheme, but they've got to replace some talent up front on offense. Defensively, they have an outstanding D line. It's gone now, by the way, Teach. I think it's on your no nope. on your computer. No, 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 no. Hang on. Dan Patrick speaks. I'm hearing the words Dan Patrick speaks right now. It's definitely on your end. Huh. Uh, it's like a it's like a promo running right now for Dan Patrick. Uh, defensively, K State. Loaded up front. I mentioned Felix and Udike Uzoma, preseason defensive player of the year in the Big 12. Uh, potential very high draft pick in next year's NFL draft. Eli Huggins back at defensive tackle. Daniel Green back at linebacker. These are guys that opted to return last year. Uh, Nate Matlack at defensive end. Khalid Duke coming back from injury. They are loaded on the defensive front. Uh, a little thin at linebacker, and the big question for them is going to be on the back end. They got Julius Brintz back, who had a nice season last year, but that's about it. They lost pretty much everybody else that contributed heavily uh, in the defensive backfield last year. And against some teams that can throw the ball, like Oklahoma, and that's going to be an early season matchup, 
That's certainly something to make note of, Sooner fans, is that the secondary for K-State is a question mark and could be a little bit shaky for them. Specialists, I usually kind of gloss over this, but you can't do that for Kansas State. For uh, decades now, they have killed teams in the return game, and they got another return touchdown against OU last year. And Malik Knowles and Phillip Brooks are both back. Knowles had a couple of kickoff touchdowns last year. Brooks has had multiple punt return touchdowns in his career. They are extremely dangerous in the return game. Schedule for K-State looks like this. Open with South Dakota, but week two, very interesting early matchup for them against Missouri. K-State and Missouri will play in Manhattan this year in week two of the season, September 10th. That's a game K-State should win. They'll be favored in on their home field. But it'll be a good test, and they'll not be favored by a lot. Eli Drinkwitz has done a nice job at Missouri. That'll be a very interesting, potentially tone-setting game early in the season for K-State. Week two against Missouri. Then they get Tulane at home again. First three games all at home. The first time Kansas State leaves Manhattan is to go to Norman. First Big 12 game for both teams, September 24, OUK State in Norman. Home games in the Big 12 this year for Kansas State. They get Tech, OSU, Texas, and Kansas all at home. They got to go on the road to play OU, Iowa State, TCU, Baylor, and West Virginia. It's not a super easy schedule. There's a lot of coin flip games in there. Uh, A lot of games that could go either way. But, TJ, in summation, Chris Kleiman has impressed me. They've got Deuce Vaughn, who is a very dangerous weapon. We know that for sure. Felix Anudike Uzoma, big-time defensive end and a stout D-line. If Adrian Martinez is the fit Teddy thinks he is, they're probably better than 24th in the country. We seem to always underestimate Kansas State. This is a team that I'm ranking behind the Baylors and OSUs of the world, but if Adrian Martinez is a good fit and is going to take care of the ball this year, they could be better than Baylor and OSU. i got to see it to believe it. That's why I've got them at 24. K-State at 24, too high, too low, or just right. When you sent me K-State that they were your 24th team, the first thought that came to my mind was, whoa, that's too low. I have them in my head envisioned at a 17th, 18th ranked team. And part of that is I've always placed Adrian Martinez on a higher pedestal than he should be. Like every year I think this is going to be the year that he clicks. Like he's going to cut down on some turnovers. He's going to have a big year. He's going to do some nice things. And – when I first heard he's going to K-State, that again, I fell into that trap and said, man, that's a really good fit. I like that. I, I, do, I do think you've got them too low, though, by just a little bit. That It's a loaded team with experienced guys. Four or five-year uh, five guys that have been there. They know what they're doing. They've got a great coach behind them. He is a good quarterback with potential to be really good, I think, especially if, 
it clicks right for him in that system. So I'm going to say you have them too low. I like Kansas State this year. I like them to kind of sneak up on some people in the Big 12. They get Texas and Oklahoma State at home. It's not an easy schedule, though, because you say that, and they've got to go to Baylor. they got to go to uh, OU and Norman. So it, the schedule that like, they don't have – it doesn't favor them one way or the other, like you just said. They need so, to win that Missouri game for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I do Much think, like Nebraska with Northwestern. I do think this is potentially a top 20 team. So I'm going to say you've got them slightly too low. I get no problem with you saying that at all. I, it, they very well could be. But they need Adrian Martinez to... That's got to happen, um, yeah. Stay healthy yeah, and click. They need, they need him to have a good year. Uh my spotter, Andrew Shepard, anytime you bring up Kansas State, his heart starts to palpitate a little bit, so he just fired off a couple of text messages to me. Yeah, I saw that picture of him uh, circulating in his K-State outfit with uh, Bill Snyder, the yeah, guy you couldn't little, stand the last goatee. week. Yeah, a little goatee. A little goatee, yeah, look good. He sent me a note, OU is 6-4 and four versus K-State the last decade. Huh? They've had all kinds of fits with uh, Kansas State, that's for sure. Next hour, Stan Weber, color analyst of the Kansas State Wildcats, will join us. We'll talk more about our 24th-ranked team on the countdown. Back after this. The Ref. One of my favorite people now, the great Stan Weber, Kansas State legend, joins us live now. Let's talk some Wildcat football. Stan, good morning. How are you today, my friend? I'm doing great, Toby. Thanks for having me on. It's always a thrill to have you on the show. I appreciate it, Stan. We've been talking a little K-State earlier today, but before we get into that, what do you think about Brent Venables being back around in the Big 12? Well, it's so great. Um, you know, it's, it's weird when you're in this situation, you ask that question because people are saying, Hey man, you're rooting for K state, right? And that's all you care about. Let's go. Let's strangle their neck. And yeah, that's all true. I mean, yes, I've been doing K state games since my 36th year to broadcast K state. I played there, both my sons. I mean, yes, but Brent Venables is such a good friend. I've seen him grow up from calling his games after he left junior college and came to K-State, fought as a linebacker for the Wildcats. I was already broadcasting the games. Then he got into the coaching world and learned under Bill Snyder, Jim Levitt, and Bob Stoops. I just saw him grow up as a friend right before my eyes. I could not be more proud uh, just watching him uh, go to work. And so, you know, a funny story, kind of an Oklahoma related story absolutely there are only two guys that i have went out to and spoke to personally throughout all the years i've been around k-state football and said you could be or should be the next k-state head coach or a k-state head coach in your career the first was a young bob stoops who was an assistant for bill snyder i went over to him and said bill snyder's got an unbelievable staff this is early in the bill snyder he came in 1989, and I said, wow, this staff is unbelievable. There's great talent on it, but you're the guy. You're unbelievable. You are a head coach in making, and uh, I hope someday you become 
a head coach at K-State when Bill Snyder cycles through. Now, I'm glad Bill Snyder made it 27 years and didn't let anybody cycle in there, really. But I also told Brent Venables that. Those are the two guys, the only two. So to see those guys, and Brent much more than Bob, because Bob was a grown-up, right, when I met him and established himself at Iowa and all that. But Brent Venables, I saw him as a player, then a young GA, an assistant coach, and everything else. And so to see Brent Venables have all the success he had helping K-State win, helping Oklahoma win, helping Clemson win, but finally to be the head coach of a major university, that is so cool. It happens to be Oklahoma, not K-State in this example. But, yeah, it, it just seems like you know maybe a, a cousin of mine or something better than just another right. guy out there uh, watching Brent Venables get this opportunity. So I'm super excited, yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's talk about the Cats. Uh, we saw Adrian Martinez last year with Nebraska at a pretty good game against Oklahoma, and certainly it raised eyebrows around here when he landed at Kansas State. Uh, what have you seen so far from him? What have you heard about him so far? Uh, and, and how do you feel like he's going to be this year for K-State? Well, he did play excellent football. Uh, Maybe one of his best games was that game in Norman. And K-State's first road game with Adrian Martinez as quarterback is going to be back in Norman. So it's good for K-State that he's been there in that environment, on that field and all of that. But, uh, you know, what you find out is you got a veteran quarterback and a guy who's calm and knows what it takes to get ready during the week, knows what it's like to walk around campus. You know, it's just different, Toby, when you're the guy. You're the quarterback on campus the way people treat you, look at you, everything else, it can affect your being and how you play football. Well, that's no big deal to Adrian Martinez. He understands all of that. He understands how to get ready to play football. Uh, What he has shown at K-State is just an unbelievable quickness and speed when they saw him play. Like, wow, if he gets in the open field, decides to run, he can make people pay. And then in the passing game, he's felt very comfortable. Uh, I think one of the things that's really helped him out is that even though he hasn't had winning success at Nebraska, you know, quarterbacks and winning is a big correlation. We look at that, right, especially in the NFL or in big-time college. He hasn't had that, but it really has helped him that Colin Klein's his quarterback, Colin Klein's his offensive coordinator. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a refreshing time for Adrian Martinez to say, yeah, I've started forever. I've done it at a big-time school at Nebraska. Now I'm at K-State. You know, what's in store for me? And then he's got a guy who finished in the top three in the Heisman Trophy voting as a K-State legend sitting there and saying, hey, you don't need to worry about pressure. You know, there's just such a respect level, like, Colin, you got this. And so his ears are wide open listening. So when you teach an old dog a new trick, sometimes you wonder how that works. I think that's really working right now. So that's where the optimism is, is, you know, K-State football is about what? You've seen it, Toby. Uh, Don't make mistakes. You know, make plays when you can, but don't lose the ball game. And that's probably where Adrian Martinez needs to clean up what happened in Nebraska, fumble here, an interception there that hurt the Huskers in a lot of close games. That's where K-State starts. You know, don't make those mistakes. And I think that he's really trying to learn and will will probably learn pretty well from Colin Klein about how to protect the football, rely on your legs, don't throw the ball into coverage and throw an interception, reduce your mistakes, believe in your guys. And, by the way, 22, one of the best players in the country, Deuce Vaughn's back there. So, you know, when you're in the pocket and you see blitzers in your face and you think maybe the tight end's open over the middle, 10, 15 yards downfield, Toby, don't, don't try to throw that one. Just dump the ball over here to 22 and let Deuce catch the ball four yards behind the line of scrimmage. And I guarantee you good stuff will happen and you won't have any chance for a turnover. And, and that's helpful as well. Between Colin Klein and Deuce Vaughn, I think Adrian Martinez 
may be able to reinvent himself some. Yeah, get it to the little guy. That's a good strategy. Now, I, it feels like he's going from a dysfunctional situation at Nebraska to a very stable, always stable situation at Kansas State, and I, I think he could have a really big year. Now, love Deuce Vaughn, obviously. Love Felix and Udike Uzoma. What is the what other than Martinez? What are the question marks for you on this team going into this season? Uh, where is the jury out? Well, the one thing is is how great of defense will K State play? Uh, they went to the three three five look, and and no one really knew that they were going to do that. You got a great defensive mind in Chris Kleiman, and that steadiness you talked about, stability. Uh, Chris Kleiman deserves a ton of credit for establishing that at K State. You know, it's just not, it used to be Bill Snyder, now it's Chris Kleiman's program, completely. Uh, he's not Bill Snyder Jr., he's Chris Kleiman, and he just has calm waters all around him at North Dakota State when he won national championships and at K-State. He really sets it, he's a great defensive mind, but he decided he's going to go away from that four-man front, that even look, to the odd three-three-five look, and was kind of learning on the run last year. He and Joe Klanderman, the defensive coordinator, uh, did a good job for K-State on defense, but they were kind of in gear number one or two. Now, with gear three and four, how much will they be able to step it up and make defense a better part of K-State football? Because we know, Toby, even if you have a good defense, that doesn't mean you stop people from scoring, right? I mean, it's it's not like the old days where you shut people down and they score 10 points. So where will K-State's defense be? And specifically, with five defensive backs, how will the safety position play? you got to have coverage skills. You got to be linebacker shoulder pad mentality and come up to the line and make tackles in that kind of scheme. And K State has a bunch of turnover at that safety position. So I think you know Chris Kleiman, it was a safety. Uh, that's kind of what he loves to coach defense and safeties. So it's it's he's he's the head coach. But I'm telling you, if you watch practice, he's out there a lot talking specifically about inches and hand placement and all kinds of intricate things for the safety. So I feel very comfortable about it in my shoes, but that's where K-State's wondering, you know, how good will they be at the safety position, and then how dominant or really good can they be on defense? Not just good, but can they win games on defense? They win games on special teams. They don't turn over the football, make some winning plays on offense with Deuce Vaughn. That's K-State football. But what happens if the defense ramps it up and it's one of the better in the Big 12? The safety position is where everyone's wondering, including Coach Chris Kleiman, uh, how good will those safeties be? But, man, it's fun to watch your number one guy, Chris Kleiman, out there working with during practice all the time. Feel okay about the O-line and how it's coming together? Yeah, because a couple things happened. There's a, a number of players coming back. They lose their center. So, you know, K-State may absolutely uh, rotate centers, which is, is kind of interesting because you got a, a younger guy who's on his way up and you got an older guy who deserves the opportunity to start right before he ends his career. Which way will you go? But the offensive line was solid. They'll be back, basically. But the good news from you know deep into the roster is they have some guys who were there last year who are coming up who might be really good players. You know, NFL-level linemen when they get older, and those guys are around. So when those guys are your backups and might win the job, for them to win the job, that means they really are good because they have to win the job. But it might happen. So that's why I feel good about the offensive line. Names you really haven't heard about, there's two or three of them that could really step in and be starters by the end of this year. But if they're not, K-State's got depth. And 
they're one of the few teams that believe that you can actually rotate offensive linemen. Most say, give me my five without injury and let those guys kind of become a glove together. K-State under Chris Kleiman really would love to have seven or eight guys and actually rotate them through and keep them fresh like you think about defensive line. It's a different concept, but it's one that's been taught since the first day Kleiman's gotten in there. They just haven't had the depth to do that. They might be able to do that this year. That's a fun little Big 12 SEC matchup week two when the Missouri Tigers come to town. That could be a good tone setter for you guys. Yeah, really, uh, you, you mentioned it with those words, and you're, you're very accurate to say SEC, Big 12. But uh, when you live in Kansas City like I do, people may think I live in Manhattan. But I actually drive that hour 45, 50 times a year um, to go to the wow. games. <laughs> so I actually live in Kansas City working my regular job in downtown Kansas City. So when you live here, you don't think about SEC and Big 12. I'm glad you reminded me. It's Mizzou K-State uh, because this is where the meeting point is kind of halfway between Columbia and Manhattan are right here. Tons of people just remember the old great rivalries. If it's KU-Mizzou, K-State-Mizzou, uh, they all fit together. So it's going to be great to see them, and it is a real important game. Uh, you know how hard the conference is, especially where you play nine conference games like we do in the Big 12. It's a grind, a nine or 12 games. And then you add on a team like Mizzou, an SEC school, a rivalry game as your 10th game, even Tulane's dangerous. You guys know that, right? You can't overlook Tulane. Yeah, K-State plays sure. them this year. So you look at that Mizzou game, and, man, if you want to have a big-time season, you know, guarantee bowl eligibility and, and move forward and up the rankings and all of that, you're kind of having a must-win game against Mizzou in week two uh, with all the rivalry factors. So, yeah, that is going to be an incredibly exciting game around here and a tone-setting game where K-State, like last year, People didn't know where K-State was going to be. They didn't go to a bowl the year before, but they went down and beat Stanford in that neutral site game in AT&T Stadium and shot off. They played a Nevada team that had an NFL quarterback, NFL wide receivers. Nevada was good, but K-State beat them, and they went 3-0 and in non-con, and that just vaulted them into another level where Skylar Thompson ended up being drafted as an NFL quarterback. All that happened with the momentum of winning those non-conference games, and and, Toby, we got it right here. You can't look past Tulane, but obviously Mizzou, if K-State can win against those two teams and go 3-0 and in non-conference, then that'll just yeah. vault them into a level where, man, it'll be exciting when they go to Oklahoma, right? Week four, if K-State's yeah. undefeated and beating Mizzou. You guys have gone to Nebraska and won. If you got those two big wins over uh, Big Ten and SEC schools, rivalries, right? And then we meet at 3-0. and It's going to be a lot of fun. But there's a lot of work to get to that point. That would be fun. Now, speaking of K-State against uh, the SEC, uh, they closed the season last year with an absolute beatdown of LSU in the Texas Bowl, 42-20 to down there. Going to be a fun season, uh, not too far into the future before we get to see each other as the Sooners and Wildcats get together in the Big 12 opener here in Norman. Stan, thanks for your time today. I hope you have a wonderful season, buddy. Okay, thanks, Toby. And a, give a handshake and a pat on the back for my guy. Brent Venables, because I won't be able to see him very often, but uh, tell him congratulations. I'm very excited for him. Root for him we'll... every day except for one at fourth of the year. <laughs> we'll do that. Thanks, Stan. Here. Stan Weber, color analyst, K-State Wildcats, our number 24-ranked team in the countdown. We'll be back. <laughs> 